the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelow is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelow starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelow. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. Thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome to you. And if you're back with us again, Uh, Thank you for being here and happy Mother's Day weekend to all the moms out there. We honor you and we are sending much love and much gratitude to you. Today's show fits perfectly with the celebrations of this weekend honoring our moms because we are talking co-parenting here on the show this weekend. And even if you are listening by podcast during another time of the year, the show is a perfect fit because it's always, and hear me, always the right time to talk about co-parenting when it comes to divorce. And it's also a perfect fit because our guest today is quite well known as a co-parenting specialist and is also a fellow certified divorce coach. Michelle Dempsey-Multak is here with us today. Michelle is known for her ability to inspire and empower moms through their divorce and co-parenting journeys. Her passion is for, quote, putting the child first, uh, close quotes, in the divorce process. And in part, it's this perspective that has helped thousands of women find the permission to move on confidently after divorce as they move towards a more intentional and holistic co-parenting experience. Michelle is also the author of the best-selling book, Moms Moving On, real-life advice on conquering divorce, co-parenting through conflict, and becoming your best self. And while I might be a bit redundant here, but it's, it's true, Michelle's message is, wait for it, the perfect fit with what we're about on the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're definitely uh, all for putting children first, and we are also about informing and educating and empowering listeners as they navigate the divorce process. We believe the more you are informed, the better decisions you will make for your family today and into the future so that the divorce process is healthier than it would be otherwise. So this is going to be a great show, and I know you will gain some important insight and information 
from Michelle, so stay tuned. Before we begin our conversation with Michelle, I want to mention three things. First, this show is a part of a long-running series about the divorce process. And so if you've missed any of those shows, make sure to listen to them or any of the 200-plus shows of the Divorce Coaching Hour by podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can't find the show there, go to the divorcecoachinghour.com and you'll find a link to the shows plus more information about divorce coaching. And I also want to remind you, as I always do, that this show is for everyone affected by divorce to include those who are considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it. And also, we don't want to forget the friends and family of those divorcing Because, folks, it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. So please remember to share the show with anyone whom you think would benefit. And I also want to remind you that uh, we are not here to give you legal advice, and we're certainly not here to coach you to get a divorce, although the show is called The Divorce Coaching Hour. We will not be coaching today, but rather providing you as we spoke about earlier, insight, information, education, and encouragement. And by doing so, again, our goal is to help you make better decisions than you would have made otherwise. Ultimately, what we are here to do is to help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open. And based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where your journey may lead. And now that that's all said... Michelle, welcome. I'm so glad you're here with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to talk about co-parenting. First, before we do that, tell us a little bit about what brought you to what you do today to support moms moving on from divorce. Um, sure. So I, uh, six, a little over six years ago, got separated from my daughter's father. She was just two years old. And even though I'm a child of divorce and had somewhat of an idea of how things might go. I was really surprised at how isolating it felt and how little support and resources were out there for moms in my situation with very little kids who just wanted some sound advice separate and apart from the legal process. And so I set out to create it all myself. um, And that started with articles I was writing for different publications and posts on social media and then my podcast and then my coaching practice, and finally the book. And now I am bringing that all together by training and certifying divorce and co-parenting coaches too. Well, I so hear you on that. And I I think uh, we could probably speak for everyone going through divorce that they so feel isolated. Um, Sound advice. Tell me, uh, you know, I know one of your focuses is co-parenting. Can you share with us what is some sound advice with regards to co-parenting? Essentially, what are the basics of co-parenting? I mean, the basics of good co-parenting, to me, uh, you know, the first thing is being able to separate your emotions for the other person from what the children actually need. I can't tell you how many times, you know, clients will come to me and say, I can't believe my ex has to have time with the children. He's, you know, insert expletive. He's such a this, he's such a that. And it's getting, you know, every individual who comes to me to see that just because somebody may have not behaved the way you wanted them to, or did something to ultimately end the marriage does not necessarily mean they can't be a part of their child's lives. And that's, that's super important 
for me, that's, you know, my overall message, if nothing more. Yeah, such practical, I'm going to call it advice. You know, I noticed in when we first started talking about what you do uh, is that you said my daughter's father. I thought that was an interesting way of positioning us, uh, positioning that. Can you tell us more about the language that you use? Yeah, I try to be, you know, sometimes I say my ex-husband, but something that I think is really important um, and at least in front of my daughter, I'll never refer to him as my ex-husband. I'll refer to him as Bella's dad or my daughter's father because I, and, and this is what I teach to co-parents, is, you know, that that term ex is a, a little bit severe. And in the child's mind, you know, ex means done, over, no more, and can can send the negative connotation that, you know, you're done with this person and you want nothing to do with them, whereas if you change up the way you reference them, it can land a lot differently for the child and make them feel less responsible for, you know, having to be in the middle or going back and forth or having to please both sides. You know, one of the things I hear in there is leadership um, and making a choice. So uh, as we're talking about these basics of co-parenting, um, talk to us about those choices that we're making with regards to the language we use or putting, as we said in the, the intro, the child first. I mean, I think it starts by recognizing, you know, you have to be self-aware enough to take yourself out of the equation for a second. Like you maybe wanted the divorce or your your ex-spouse wanted the divorce, but your children did not. So every move you make is a choice to either impact them negatively or help them through a really challenging situation for them. They didn't ask for this. You know, they're confused. They're hurt. They're just trying to figure out where they fit into this whole equation with two parents splitting up their lives. And so, you know, just being conscious. I really believe in conscious parenting and and being conscious of how their feelings are affected because of the decisions we make. I think, you know, in generations past, that awareness wasn't necessarily there. And that's why there's so many of us today in therapy and trying to break the cycle and change the way we parent. It's because the children's needs were an afterthought. And, you know, good co-parenting and ensuring that your child is not scarred by divorce means, you know, you have to think of them first. Yeah, absolutely. Use the words conscious parenting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, conscious parenting is really just the, you know, it's it's the belief that, you know, your child is not there to serve you. You are there to help grow them and, and protect them and make them the best human being you can by honoring who they are, um, not putting your agenda on them. It's validating how they feel instead of telling them how they should feel. It's making a conscious effort to bring out their best and support their worst instead of, you know, really telling them how they should be and what they should do. And there's so many great conscious parenting experts out there. Um, And it's been so helpful for me in my own child rearing and also applying it to conscious co-parenting because the more conscious we are in our acts and our efforts, the more self-aware we are. And we avoid putting our own baggage and our own experiences onto our children. Yeah, it just warms my heart to hear you say that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about um, folks going through a divorce. 
sometimes it's a little hard to be conscious. You would you would think, and we're talking, we're, we're loosely using the word conscious, right? Um, that awareness, that intentional um, thinking. Uh, can you tell us, well, before we move to that, and I want to talk a little bit more about this conscious parenting as we get more into the, the um, details, but I want to go back first before we go there is to just make sure we're covering the basics of co-parenting. And what I've heard there is you want to separate the emotions and uh, in that there's um, choice of language and being conscious, being that awareness. Are there any other basics that you could start us off with here when we're talking about the basics of healthy co-parenting? Yeah, I think healthy co-parenting is also knowing um, that you do have to give up a certain sense of control or a lot of control, which is really hard, especially for moms. I struggled with it a lot because my daughter was so young and I was so involved in her day-to-day life at that point. But, you know, recognizing that even though it's hard for you, it can be hard and beneficial for the child to have an experience with their other parent that you have no part of because you know, it's not your job to interfere in every little part of their lives. It's your job to take a step back and support their relationship with the other parent. I think that's really important. And also understanding that co-parenting, it's such like an umbrella term. It's it's almost not fair to use that term in the first couple of years after a divorce because no one's really co-parenting. They're more parallel parenting. But understanding that good co-parenting doesn't necessarily mean that you're best friends with your ex and you make every decision together. It just means that you're both giving each other the space to parent how you see fit and you come together when it's important to make decisions and you trust and respect each other's parenting um, abilities, you know, when, when the parent is with the child. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really just taking it as it comes and separating yourself in every situation. For example, I have a client who is in the, throes of a nasty divorce and you know she wanted to ask her lawyer for sole physical custody of the kids and I asked her why and she couldn't give me an answer other than he's so horrible he's been you know so mean he's so shady with his business dealings xyz I said yeah but that's him as your partner that's him at work how is he as a father and then she would say well you know he loves to take the kids fishing and they always have so much fun with him and I'm like that right there is why you can't have sole physical custody. They can't be taken away from their dad just because you don't like him. Such important truths here, folks, as as it relates to co-parenting. We're talking to Michelle Dempsey-Multak, someone who specializes in co-parenting. And I'm going to call it healthy co-parenting. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. So stay tuned. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. 
Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Hirsch Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. Divorce isn't easy or often wanted. Sadly, it happens. When it does, it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise. How? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long, drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. And happy Mother's Day to you all. We're here on the Divorce Coaching Hour. And, you know, as I sit here and I think about it, there's probably a mom out there. This is maybe a first that you're going through a weekend. It's mom's weekend and your kids are with their father. And yeah, I know that that may break your heart. But what we're here about on the Divorce Coaching Hour is helping you to embrace the change of this situation of divorce and um, lead with putting, uh, whether it's your faith first or your children first, as we're talking about today, we're talking to co-parenting specialist, Michelle Dempsey-Moltak. And folks, so much wonderful, insightful, helpful information that she shared with us in the uh, first segment. We were talking about the basics of healthy co-parenting from you know, one of those, uh, one of the most important um, aspects of it is separating your emotions. We often talk about it on this show as you're, you know, getting into your thinking brain um, to the language to conscious parenting and letting go of control. And and so as we talk about Mother's Day, I think about you maybe beginning to shift your mindset to, okay, well, I want my children to, to be with their father uh, and, and, of course, unless there's some extenuating circumstances. And so it's really about mindset shifts. And Michelle, thank you for sharing this with us, such helpful information, um, because it has such lasting effects on kids. You, you're a product of divorce. What 
the I divorce am. affect you with? <laughs> well, um, that's a loaded question. So <laughs> my parents, my parents had probably the worst, the worst divorce I, I had, I've ever heard of, even to this day. Uh, they separated when I was eight, and their divorce wasn't finalized until I was graduating high school at almost 18 years old. Wow. Um, in between, it was just a knockdown, drag out fight, court battle, litigation, guardians, uh, estrangement from my father. It was it was as bad as it gets. Mm. And it was a it was a very great lesson in what not to do in my own divorce. Um, of course, when I first separated, I was feeling like, you know, I, I, it was tough. It was emotional. It was hard for me, even though it was my choice. Um, I, I really struggled with the fact that I was, you know, I felt like I was just following the pattern that, you know, my parents had laid out for me. And so I was really on intent on breaking the cycle, but I had to do some of my own growing first. You know, I remember also thinking like, I don't want my daughter's father to have time with her because she's two and only I can change her diapers the way she likes. And I had to get out of that mindset really quickly um, because I didn't want my daughter to end up in the situation that I was in. Well, I love it that you took uh, such a tough situation growing up in that um, challenging divorce. And it sounds like challenging doesn't even begin to touch what it was, but kind of then learning on your own what not to do. And so I think that's a great way to pivot here. We were talking about the elements, the basics of good co-parenting. But one of the things I think it's important to look at is what do people misunderstand about co-parenting? I think well, the biggest misconception is that like when you don't have your kids, you're on vacation. And that couldn't be more true. I talk about it all the time on social media. Even just this morning, um, I woke up and... Uh, the first thought any co-parent has when they wake up, at least moms, is, is my child here or are they not here? Like, who's, what's mm-hmm. happening? What day is it? And so once I came to the uh, conclusion that my daughter was at her dad's, I thought, oh, great. I don't have to rush this morning to get her to school. I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee, get back in bed, take my time, read my emails. And as soon as I got back in bed, I got a text from her dad, you forgot the uniform. And I'm like, oh, God, I did. So I had to, you know, mm-hmm. jump up, get ready, grab the uniform and get to get to her dad so that she wouldn't be late for school. And it's things like that. Like we're always really still on the clock. If not physically, emotionally, you're worried about all of the things with kids. How are they doing? What do they need? What can I do while they're with the other parent to make sure that they have what they need? And so you're not really on vacation. There's nothing more difficult than handing your child off to somebody when you don't want to. Um, It's very different when you're married and you go on vacation and you make a choice to be away from your child. But this is not that. So that's that's what people need to understand about co-parenting. And if you are a co-parent and you feel that sadness when your child isn't with you, that's normal and you need to honor that. And you also need to find a way to work through it so that you can take that time to reconnect with yourself so that when they come back to you, you're more present and alive and refreshed. Um, I think that's number one. And the other thing about co-parenting that people don't understand is that it doesn't have to be like it is in the movies in order for it to be good. Yeah. So back to the vacation, I wrote down some words as you mentioned that. And uh, one of those, I guess they're uh, more than one word, real life. And so I think that's really important to think about um, even when they're not with you, Going back to what you said your passion was, putting the children first, 
that that would still keep them in your mind. Like I'm, I'm kind of on the ready to make sure that they're okay. So not on vacation, but also it sounds like too, it really is that mindset, that choice of, okay, I also, for it to be real life and best for my child, do need to let him or her be with his dad or her dad and not kind of, um, I guess the word I would say, be a helicopter mom. I don't know if that's the right terminology. So it sounds like it's a very delicate balance, giving yourself enough time to kind of sit and, and regenerate. Um, yeah. And like, if you have a child, my, my daughter's eight. And so since she's been about five or six, every weekend there have been tournaments and games and shows and things her dad and I are both always very present for. So I, even when it's not my time with her, I'm still there rooting her on. I'm, you know, I'm not the parent who's going to not go to the, the soccer game because I don't want to sit next to her dad. I would never do that. And so, you know, you're still very much on even when the child is not in your care. And it can be exhausting. You know, it's hard because there's times where, you know, like this morning, I just wanted to sit in bed and drink my coffee. I work like crazy. And it just, it, it wasn't possible. It's parenting all the time. And I have no problem with my identity being somewhat wrapped up in motherhood. It's the best thing I've ever done. So well, amen to that for me and perfectly said on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to you. And and uh, we certainly should want more mothers like that. I think it can be so difficult when it is amid divorce and the conflict. And we're going to talk about conflict in just a moment. I want to go back to I mentioned that we would talk more about the conscious uh, parenting. I think this is the definition of it is and I really think I'm hearing over and over and over by consciously putting your child first in every situation, you're taking yourself out of the equation, i.e., I'm mad at their father, um, I'm mad at their mother, so I'm I'm not going to go to the soccer game. And that doesn't do anything good for the child. So um, I applaud you for leading that charge. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, like I said, it's, it's taken growth. The beginning is hard. You know, the adults are angry at each other. It can be hard to see past that. But you need to have, you know, the forethought and and really see like the bird's eye view so that you you don't make the wrong choices. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I, I knew I would bring this up because it just makes me laugh. So a couple of years ago I had um Tom Stevens on the show. He's a counselor and I we did a show about children and I said healthy co-parenting and he started cracking up <laughs> and I said why you know why are you laughing he was like just by the the, the words healthy co-parenting it's a bit of a oxymoron because you're co-parenting and that's not really the healthiest thing and I never really could wrap my head around it because I really believe okay there's divorce there's been divorce for a long time there's you know 50 percent of marriages end in divorce uh, we have to get to a place of choosing this situation um, and the things that we do to be healthy. And I think you said before, and I think it's very helpful, that it's really not co-parenting the first couple of years. It's trying to figure out this new way, but it can all be healthy, I'm hearing. Well, I mean, I'd like to disagree with your friend, Tom. I think the unhealthiest thing for a child is for them to grow up in a home where they're going to witness toxicity and anger and resentment and there'll be tension and there could be violence. 
There could be infidelity. I mean, there can be so many things that a child witnesses that is far more unhealthy than having two parents who live apart happily. Um, so sorry, Tom, but you know, it's, I guess everybody's different, right? Yeah, they are. And I think, I, I think, as I mentioned, I didn't wrap my head around it. I think he wasn't saying that. He was kind of saying, okay, there should be healthy co-parenting, but to call it that. But nonetheless, I think what you're saying is the reality is it's it's hard to step into it. But if we can consciously make these choices, use the language put the child first is just so important. So we just have a little time left on this segment, folks, and and we're going to change things up a little bit today. Michelle's going to need to leave us a little bit early because guess what? She's got to go pick up her child from uh, school as we're we're taping this on another day. Uh, and so we certainly want her to, to do that. Um, when we come back, we are going to be talking very briefly about Michelle's book and and try to speak into uh, the conflict. And again, I mentioned her book earlier, uh, and it really talks about co-parenting through conflict. And so I think that's a great direction we're going. We're talking about this conscious choice, um, healthy co-parenting, the mindset that you need. And so we got to be real. We got to be real. There is conflict. Uh, in a divorce. Uh, that might be the reason you are divorcing. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about this and then we're going to see Michelle on off to pick up her daughter. Uh, but as we close out of this and move into the next segment, folks, just want to say a happy Mother's Day to you. Come on back and hear about Michelle's book. Here's today's two-minute tip. Going through a divorce is a painful experience that can leave you feeling overwhelmed, confused, and unsure of what to do next. Finding the right divorce attorney can help you navigate this difficult time and ensure that your legal rights and interests are protected. As you begin your search for a divorce attorney, it's essential to approach the process with faith and trust in God. Seek guidance through prayer and ask for wisdom to discern the right path for you. Next, determine who you would want to work with based on your values, beliefs, and faith. If you aren't clear on any of these, seek guidance from a pastor, a counselor, or a coach. Then seek recommendations from trusted sources such as friends, family, or members of your church community who have gone through similar situations. They may be able to provide you with valuable insights and referrals. Once you have identified potential attorneys, Take the time to research their experience, expertise, and reputation in the legal community. Look for attorneys who have experience in handling divorce cases similar to your own and, again, who share your values and beliefs. When you meet with potential attorneys, ask them about their approach to handling divorce cases, their communication style, and their fee structure. It is crucial to choose an attorney who you will feel comfortable working with and who is transparent and upfront about their fees. And as we learned in last week's episode, attorneys should always cover the various options you have when it comes to the process of divorce and that are appropriate for your situation. Above all, remember that God is with you through every step of your journey. Lean on your faith and trust in him to guide you toward the right divorce attorney who can help you navigate this difficult time with compassion and wisdom. And if I can support you in this process, please write to me at Christy at ChristyMendelow.com. And remember, you can always learn more at the TheDivorceCoachingHour.com. 
And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. And welcome back. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to you moms who are listening out there. We've got a wonderful mom on the show with us today, Michelle Dempsey-Multak, and she is known for uh, co-parenting in divorce, um, amongst many other things as well, from a podcast to a book. And we're going to get straight into talking about her book in this segment. Um, she's got to um, leave the show a little bit early today and go pick up her daughter. And so, of course, that's a wonderful um, mom responsibility, and she's doing that very well. And so, Michelle, you wrote a book called uh, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice, on conquering divorce, co-parenting through conflict, and becoming your best self. Uh, so very quickly, what led you to write the book? Really, the book? So I, I was always um, a writer, but like as a hobby. Um, that was really my passion in school growing up. I was a journalism major in undergrad. So I always knew I wanted to write a book in some capacity. I just didn't know how. Um, and then at the time where, you know, my my career and my coaching and my co-parenting stuff was taking off. A lot of people would write to me and ask if I had a book where they could find my book and I didn't have one yet. And in tandem with that, my grandfather who really raised me, um, he was very sick and at the end of his life and, and his whole joke, my adult life was where's the book because he paid for me (laughs) to go to college and he wanted a return on his investment. And so he was at the end of his life and, and kept asking me, where's the book? Where's the book? And people were asking, and I thought, you know what, now's the time, and everything's sort of aligned, and this is what I need to write about. Well, what a wonderful story, and I can just hear the heart in that. And we, we even though hearts may be breaking when we talk about divorce, uh, we are about the heart here, and, and so I can just hear that. And so congratulations on that book. It sounds like a wonderful book, and in it you talk about co-parenting through conflict. What does that exactly mean? I think, you know, that's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's finding a way to co-parent despite the fact that you and the person you're divorcing might be at each other's throats. You might be in litigation. You might be fighting over the house or, you know, the vacation home or the custody agreement. You're going to have conflict in divorce, but you still also have to co-parent. So a lot of that um, content in the book is geared towards how to get past your hate for your ex or put it to the side so that you can focus on what matters, how to handle it. If they hate you, how do you show up? What does that mean for you? What do you have to say in front of the children? Um, How to talk to the children about adults having adult problems, which battles to fight and which to let go, what to put in your parenting plan to make sure that you're serving your kids best interest, not your own. So it's, it's a lot. It's a very, you know, the book has almost 30 chapters. They're, they're short and quick, and it's very much um, like a what to expect when you're expecting when you're going through divorce. Right. And, <laughs> and that conflict piece, you know, it's, it's very sobering for a lot of people, especially if you've chosen to divorce. You know, if you're a woman who's chosen to divorce, you've now spent probably, I mean, I think the average I've heard is like four years agonizing over the decision. So you've probably grieved in your marriage. You knew that this was coming. So when you come out of the marriage and you don't have any hate in your heart and your ex does, it's kind of like, whoa, I, why are you so mad? Like, our marriage wasn't good. And then you don't know what to do with that, and it can set off a whole bunch of other issues. So learning to navigate through that conflict piece is so important. 
Yeah, uh, navigating, I often talk about that because it's it, it can feel like stormy, rough waters and you just want it to be smooth. And, you know, different people are at different stages with a divorce, even within the, the couple, as you talked about. Somebody might be kind of lagging behind in the um, the anger part of it and you've grieved it and vice versa. Um, maybe the, the husband has moved ahead. So um, before we, uh, you run off and pick up your daughter, um, uh, let's make sure listeners know how to find your book. Tell us how they can do that. Sure. It's available anywhere books are sold. Um, Mom's moving on. You can buy it directly from Amazon. You can buy it directly from the publisher, which is Simon & Schuster. They have it at Target, Walmart, um, Barnes & Noble. Just if you Google it, it comes up everywhere. It's also available in Audible and on Kindle. And you also have a podcast that is the same title. Is that correct? Mom's Moving On. Yes. The podcast is the same title, Mom's Moving On. Um, On my website, michelledempsey.com, you'll find links to everything along with links to how you can work with me or one of the coaches on my team, and also how you can get certified as a moving on method coach. Um, it's a it's a four-day training that focuses heavily on helping moms help their children after the divorce process. Well, I love that. I need to connect you with a, a fellow coach friend of mine who works with um, primarily women in career pivoting. Uh, and so if you, I'd love to do that folks, Dempsey is the last name. So if you're looking at Michelle Dempsey, D E M P S E com, is that correct? Michelle, Michelle com. Yeah. Yeah. Got that. So you guys look her up. We always are about making sure you have resources here to help you through what's one of the most challenging times of, of life. So we talk about co-parenting. We talk about co- conflict. Um, what is, uh, what are, rather, some uh, practical tips you could give us um, in applying what we're talking about here today, whether it's conflict or healthy co-parenting? Um, I think practical tips is, number one, choose to also see the good in the person you're divorcing. Um, at one point, there was some good there because you married them and created life with them. So choose to see that. Have empathy, not sympathy. Um, you know, if, if your soon to be X or X is behaving in a way that is making you crazy, have a little empathy for the fact that they're probably having a hard time dealing with something that you are having an easier time dealing with. You don't have to have sympathy in the sense that you got to go in and fix the problem, but understand that everybody's behavior comes from somewhere deeper. Um, put your children's needs first, even if that means, and I have to speak to the people who are listening who might be um, in a situation where there was domestic violence or substance abuse, put your child's needs first, which also means keeping them safe in any way, shape, or form if you need to. If your mommy gut is telling you that something not safe is going on at the other parent's house, don't sleep. Like, explore that. Call your lawyer. Call somebody who can help. Um, And, you know, do the best you can. We're all trying the hardest and best that we can and keep that connection to your children, stable and secure, and you'll be doing enough. Yeah, I I, I know I'm repeating this, but I, it can't be said enough is putting your child's needs first in every situation. And I think that's too, it's when you're trying to see things from a different perspective, that empathy versus the sympathy. And, you know, oftentimes we talk about, you know, praying for your spouse, uh, going to God at the same time, 
um, that can really help uh, in versus in, in asking him to change what you see. Uh, and so, um, you know, Michelle, thank you. You've given us so many wonderful tips here. Um, I always love to ask, uh, in general, what is your best tip or are your best tips for making the entire process of divorce better than it would be otherwise? Very simple answer. Get a coach. Without a coach, you may have a very hard time seeing what's what. It is not your lawyer's job to emotionally hold your hand through, help you separate your emotions or think long term. They have one job, and that's to get you divorced by the law. So a coach can really help you ask the necessary questions, can help you look at things from a different perspective, can help teach you how to help your children. And all of those things are so important when you're dealing with divorce. Well, you know, fellow coach to <laughs> fellow coach, I'm, I'm going to completely agree with you. Um, what do you think, in addition to what you've already shared, really, how is it that a coach can help through this process? I mean, you know, in, in terms of how we coach in my practice, there's a lot of questioning that we do to help our clients see things from a different perspective. And that perspective shift is sometimes all it takes. You know, I mean, I'll get, I'll get emails after my client sessions from clients who say, oh, my God, had you not asked me that question, I never would have seen it that way. I can't believe I didn't see it that way. And so, you know, a good coach is not going to tell you what to do, but they're going to help you figure it out for yourself. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, that's an amazing gift. Absolutely. I'm uh, drawn to thinking about a client that I've been recently working with, and um, she came to me uh, not necessarily because of divorce in a very interesting situation. Um, divorce was uh, in the background, uh, but it was actually one comment I, I shared through the discussion and I said um, something that a coach said to me before, and it was, you know, you have the answers within yourself. And that's really one of the um, suppositions that we take into coaching. The, the client has the answers uh, for the most part. It's about finding them. And so it's interesting and wonderful that you speak about those questions that can open their eyes to be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I do have the answers. And And this particular client came back and said, oh my goodness, that gave me all the confidence I need. She even went to, she was like, I don't need any more coaching, which is a little interesting. But uh, I think that's um, so very important. Um, as we wrap things up and you um, had to pick up your daughter, is there anything else that you would want listeners to know about co-parenting? Um, you know, it's it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and it's going to evolve. And what it feels like right now certainly won't be like what it feels like forever. So just take it day by day. Don't try to complicate it and do the best you can. Such great advice, folks. Uh, we've been talking to Michelle dempsey Moltak, uh, a woman who you know has walked this path, uh, growing through a uh, divorce situation as a child, and then growing through her own uh, divorce situation and learning how to put her child first. And now she's out helping people do that. And 
as a quick recap, we talked about some of the the basics. And really, if I had to sum that up, is um, putting on a, a different perspective, putting on a different pair of glasses, different lenses. But of everything that we've talked about, it's putting your child first in any and every situation. And uh, folks, so I just encourage you to also reach out and learn more about Michelle, get a hold of her book. Like I said, we're about the resources here, uh, michelledempsey.com, or you can look up Moms Moving On. So Michelle, I just thank you so much for joining us today. And again, uh, happy Mother's Day to you. Thanks to you. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. And folks, don't uh, don't change the station. Don't turn the dial. We're going to come back to you and we're going to recap what we've been talking about uh, during this show. So please come back, stay tuned, and uh, hear some final thoughts. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts, under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. And welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We are switching things up a little bit uh, today. Um, it's Mother's Day, and, you know, moms have responsibilities and I think that is so important to uh, talk to a mom, and she is uh, committed to putting your child first. And that's what we've been talking about for the last three segments. We were talking to Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, and uh, we the show is an hour, and her schedule only allowed her being with us for three segments. And so now you got me, just me, but here's the thing. She's a mom, and she preaches and teaches and coaches about putting your child first. And what is she doing? She's going to pick up her child. And I know you're hearing this on a Saturday, or maybe you're hearing this by podcast, but a little behind the scenes, we pre-record the shows, and uh, and so 
it's the middle of the week and kids have to go to school. And guess what? It's not a very good thing if you don't go pick up your child. And so honoring uh, moms today, happy Mother's Day. And, you know, um, maybe like me, uh, you don't have a child. Maybe you are a stepmom. That's children. Um, Maybe you're a dog mom. I'm a dog mom. And uh, so, you know, when you bring that heart to the care that you give others, whether it be your fur baby or your own baby, I just want to honor all of you out there. And uh, Mike has something to say. A fur baby? A fur baby. I knew I knew <laughs> that that doesn't often come out of my mouth, but there's a lot of people out there that know I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. I understand about. completely. I had a fur baby for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um and Pasha was my sweet fur baby. And some people like my husband would say that's not a dog because she was seven pounds. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. she was my sidekick, and she actually, speaking of divorce, she got me through many of the days that were tough and rough. Absolutely. And so um, I now have a much bigger fur baby uh, called Ruger, and he is 80 pounds and just turned one. I bet he's a real pistol. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so I saw that little email last week like when that? we <laughs> Mike sent us an email um, uh, a week or so ago, and he said, "Happy birthday to Ruger! I bet he's a real pistol." So if you're any gun lovers out there, Ruger is a pistol. My husband loves guns um, almost as much as his son, <laughs> and, and of course, we named our wonderful. Um, dog Ruger, long-haired German Shepherd, just the sweetest, sweetest guy. So speaking of um, all those kids, all those moms, happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, and happy Mother's Day to my mom. Yes. Mike, you you take such great care of your mom. Well, she's a great person. She is a great person. And uh, the Lord says, honor your mother and father. And he also says, bring your child up right and that's what we heard as we talked to Michelle Dempsey Multak as we talked about co-parenting. You know, the fact of the matter, folks, is is that divorce is tough. It's probably one of the most, if not, well, I guess for some people it could be the most uh, challenging situation they've ever been through in their life. Um, sometimes it's as hard as or harder than death because the person Uh, that you were married to is still there and there's heartbreak there even though there's heartbreak uh, when somebody passes away I understand that but you know oftentimes we don't grieve and then you bring in all the other aspects you've got to deal with when it comes to divorce uh, co-parenting and beyond and you're coming with this broken heart and uh, you're Coming with this pain, and you know, I often say this, and I'm not the first one to say it, is hurt people hurt people. And and so with our efforts here on the show to bring a message, to bring a show to you about healthy co-parenting, one of the things, if you go back and listen to the first three segments, is it's really putting on a new pair of glasses. And what do I mean by that? Is uh, putting on a different lens of how you're seeing this co-parenting situation. And I think, and I've repeated it a lot, but I think it's so very important. And I think if you um, talk to 
almost any attorney out there, any coach in the divorce field, um, probably any divorce professional, they would say, put your child first. And sometimes, folks, that means not getting what you want. And, you know, one of the things Michelle talked about with us was letting go of control. And that can be a scary thing. Wow. You know, wait, I got to let go of control of my child. Well, then asking yourself, what do I need to do in this situation to put my child first? And that doesn't mean you're going to quit being a mom. That doesn't mean you're going to quit being a dad. Uh, But it is also honoring the other parent. And I know we talked about this kind of idea of healthy co-parenting and our good friend Tom Stevens kind of laughed at me when I said healthy co-parenting. And I never really put my head around that, but I really think it's possible. But I think it's also important to note, Michelle also said, as we were talking to her, that, you know, it could be a little bit rocky waters to begin with because you've got that hurt in the middle of it. Maybe, again, you haven't grieved. And and so you, you need to find help doing that. And um, you also heard Michelle say her number one thing of uh, helping um, you practical tips to move through divorce in a healthy manner is uh, to get a coach. And, you know, this show honestly, is not to sit here and market coaching. Um, My heart for this show is to serve those listeners who are listening to the show, whether it be, you know, today, Saturday, when you're listening to it on 100.7 FM KKH to the word or in podcast. But, um, you know, we... I do believe coaching is very important because it really does help bring that awareness around. And um, Michelle spoke to that. She talked about conscious co-parenting. And sometimes folks were in such in the throes of the pain and the conflict. And we haven't grieved and we haven't given ourselves time. And all we can see is through the lenses of hate and hurt and uh, we just have to put on different lenses. And sometimes you can't do that without the help of someone else. And, and when, you, when you use the coaching process to do that in a safe and confidential space to process your emotions, you really are putting the child first by doing that, getting um, – Uh, Well, getting a new pair of glasses, and we're not an ophthalmology show here. We're talking about really looking at things differently, folks. And one of my goals uh, as a divorce coach is to help people with their thinking about divorce. I call myself your thinking partner. You know, I've been through divorce. Um, Many of the people who've been on this show have been through divorce. Michelle, our guest, uh, went through divorce as a child, and as someone um, going through it herself. And, you know, we've all learned through it. And so we're here helping you. And, folks, I'm just so glad that you've been here listening to the show. I'm so grateful you're with us each and every week. And it's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. So happy Mother's Day to you all. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mendelow, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.